welcome to the show again uh, we are back with our re- weekend recap for this week and uh, we'll start off talking about the premier league uh, this uh, game this game week or should i say game day all the games happened on the same day because it was the last day and it was such a tough job to follow all the games and uh, i think we'll start talking about the leicester versus tottenham game because it had implications for other teams as well Uh, so before the game started chelsea were third liverpool were fourth and leicester were fifth liverpool and leicester were on the same points but liverpool were on fourth because of goal difference but i think we all know what to expect from leicester city because they have become serial choke dogs just like south africa in cricket and uh, the game was poor shabby from leicester to say the least there was an own goal by the famed keeper Vardy got two penalties and he converted, but then you let an own goal go, and then Gareth Bale came and showed why he's a Real Madrid player and why he, they bought him for so much money. It was uh, like throughout, like I had to have four devices to watch the games. Every game they were talking about, oh Leicester, this is happening. Oh Leicester, this is happening. Oh Leicester, this is happening. And I'm like, what is happening there? And I actually stopped watching the Liverpool game for a while, and I'm like, let's switch there. It was shabby on so many levels. When they knew they had so much to lose. they they should have been putting in a better show but like tottenham also were playing for survival because they wanted to get into europe no matter even if it's the conference league or whatever but they wanted to get in and they fought for it because if Le- uh, tottenham were to lose and leicester were to win judging by what was happening in the liverpool game which will come to later on leicester would have gone and uh, liverpool would have gone and chelsea would have crashed out because chelsea were losing that's another thing again and yeah if tottenham had lost arsenal would have made it to the conference league and tottenham would have missed out so it was such a weird equation and everyone was playing their heart out and you could see that but uh, the villa game i must say chelsea looked a bit off i'm not saying villa completely outplayed them or dominated them but chelsea didn't look their usual best i don't understand what is happening there yes they did have a lot of possession yes they were trying to control the game but it did not look very convincing according to me and uh, what was the other important game yeah arsenal won so tottenham had to win yeah so tottenham had to win and man united also put in a convincing show and uh, the liverpool game yeah liverpool won 2-0 and that's how they climbed to third and uh, congratulations to klopp because i kept hitting hard on him because i'm i actually kept saying that he has to buck up he has to buck up and the last 10 games i think they did not lose so all uh, credit to them for not losing at all and trying to make it there and they made it uh, but i think special mention to man city because even though they had the league wrapped up they were playing at home and they played like they meant it and they won final and they bid uh, farewell to their club legend and a premier league legend in sergio aguero who came on as a sub and scored two goals which is wild yeah. if you think about it and 25 uh, yeah. minutes yeah he was sub he just played for 25 minutes 60 change 65 or something yeah. and then he scored two yeah, goals yeah i, I thought was, I, yeah at first i was actually log like what are they thinking like you already sealed the match you won the league just give the guy full game like uh, like he was just closing on like uh, this record of scoring the most goals for uh, one club in the premier league like he just needed two goals something to break the record it was so close and i'm like why are you not putting in why are you not putting in and uh, Then they just put the sub team on, and I thought maybe like it's too late, two goals and all. But he went and scored two goals, and uh, what a way to end his career in the Premier League! Yeah, yeah. So I think that brings an end to our Premier League because there's nothing else to talk about. But like I said, it was such a weird day because everything that everybody did affected somebody else. 
other than like city and uh, united everybody else is fighting for their dear lives and uh, so i'll just go through who is going to make it where uh, so the top 4 are man city united liverpool and chelsea so these people are going to the champions league not the europa league yeah so leicester and west ham west ham are going to the europa league i don't know how i missed talking about them but yeah west ham deserves so much credit david moyes i don't like him and i don't think that he has done a good job but this season oh my god they have fought so much they went from being a mid table side or lower table side to finishing in the europa league spots and like whatever tottenham did it didn't affect them at all so yeah so these are the six teams that make it to europe and i think tottenham goes to the conference league and the teams that are relegated are obviously yeah, sheffield west brom and chef uh, fulham and i think big sam is also leaving west brom so yeah that's something of note what are we talking about next jitu um nothing else i think is there i think so and uh, yeah and one more uh, big point is that uh, like tottenham uh, again finished over arsenal uh, again i think so it, like it, it looked like that streak was going to end or something tottenham fans are like so proud of this thing like we finished above arsenal for the last dash dash years, years and uh, they've done it again also they just picked arsenal arsenal were i like almost sure like uh, you look at towards the 70 like even if it was a draw also uh, i mean leicester will be out and uh, tottenham will also be will be out of the draw so arsenal fans thought maybe yeah leicester will hold on to the draw and uh, they'll get in the conference league and yeah i think uh, arsenal had some record for qualifying for european football for at least uh some consecutive years or something like that i'm not sure how, sure how many years but i think that record got broken now i think so, so since they are out of any european competition including the conference league yeah one yeah, more thing all, that we have to put so. into perspective is harry kane won the golden boot and he also had the most assists so that's a mad thing to do and how is a team that has a player like that who has the most assists and the most goals not doing jack shit i i don't understand they are like these are teams that are serial underachievers like leicester city were playing well but then they like bottled tottenham no they have never really lived up to their potential they are like everton or something like i'm not saying ancelotti is a bad manager and all but they're like you should yeah. be doing better than you are no, with the team you have no at least see we can leicester we can give them a give them i think some more time because they just came 5 years into the like they started consistently like staying in the premier league since last like 5 years or something ever since they got promoted 5 or 6 years back but these teams everton and tottenham are coming every year in year out spending lots of money but not able to do it this year also everton spent shit loads of money and still they couldn't qualify for at least the conference league so that's a bit underwhelming and also from tottenham side it's not saying they don't have quality they definitely have a lot of quality players and they definitely have the quality to make it at least in the top 6 and the thing and that they, is, they keep again, saying the big 6 of the premier league big 6 of the premier league where are the big 6 these four teams consistently make it into the champions league so that's a different issue but tottenham and arsenal they have been underperforming since jesus was born or something i don't know why like it's not like they're not having money it's not like their managers are shit there, there is no problem in that aspect so is the problem with their recruitment strategy i don't understand but they have to st- start sorting this out because they may say it's the big six but it honestly doesn't exist leicester 
seem like a more consistent team than Tottenham or Everton or Arsenal or anybody. Even Leeds United, who just made it back into the PM <laughs> this year, have finished higher than Everton. That is... Okay. Ah, I don't understand. Let's start talking about another league now. Yeah. So, next league, yeah, Jitu? Yeah, let's uh, move on. Yeah. Yeah, I'll talk about the Bundesliga. So, basically, uh, I think the top four race was done. The Europa League places were also done. So, it was sort of a relegation battle and uh, a spot in the Conference League. So... Uh, the main focus, I think, again, yeah, of course, we'll come to Lewandowski later. So, main focus is like Union Berlin versus RB Leipzig. So, Union Berlin, I think it's they they just came into the Bundesliga. It's their uh, like their second season or something, and uh, they are surprising everyone again and again. See, this is a club that is like built by fans. Their stadium was built by the money shared by fans. Uh, like you have to meet a certain standards to of stadium to play in the Bundesliga, and they were like, what do you call? It? Some teams are underperforming. This team is like overperforming. Like they had to, they had only one uh, what do you call ambition last match day. They had to beat Leipzig. They can qualify for the Conference League. The first time the team is qualifying for uh, what do you call uh, European competition, and uh, although RB Leipzig is also an East German side. Like, if you go on to the traditional side, Union Berlin are uh, uh, the traditional East German side that has qualified for uh, European competition since, I don't know, I, uh, since I can remember. It's been a huge long time before, yeah. So, and who else, like, uh, the match was, like, very even, like, obviously Leipzig have been down for the last, uh, I don't know what is wrong going is it because of players leaving, manager leaving, many, I don't know, they were just not confident enough and yeah, uh, they were actually uh, one goal up, okay, uh, in the like, sec- first half it was nil-nil, they were actually one goal up, uh, Justin Clivert, then they just needed to hold on to the guy, I know they qualified for the Champions League, second place is assured for them, but still, finish the season on a high, that's... A uh, great thing to do actually and they don't know they just lost intent but Union had this intent they pushed they pushed and at the very last moment 90 plus 2 Max Cruiser with a brilliant goal both the goals were brilliant you should watch the highlights the pros the goals were brilliant and Max Cruiser he has been the star performer I don't know if you guys you should guys follow him like he is the star performer and what a way to put send them into uh, Europe yeah, I think I've uh, said so much. I think I, because I was watching this game, uh, like I couldn't watch it live because all the games were in the same time. So I had to watch the replay. So I watched the entire replay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, see, the another match was uh, what you call <coughs> Wolfsburg versus Mainz. Yeah. So Wolfsburg, they were sitting in uh, second position and. Uh, they just needed, I think, uh, like they needed a win at Mainz to like secure the second position. But Mainz, I don't know, they continues this brilliant form. Of course, they lost to Dortmund last week, but they are continuing this reputation of like giant killers, like killing all the teams in the top six, top seven, and all. They uh, continued that, and yeah, so that that may ensure that Dortmund's win over Leverkusen puts them in uh, sec- uh, what you call. Third position, so that's actually a big achievement, a big resurgence for them. And uh, yeah, so uh, the teams like Werder Bremen, yeah, so moving on to that. So 
Werder Bremen and Cologne were uh, battling out for the last relegation spot like who's going to get relegated so Werder Bremen need uh, needed uh, Schalke to beat Cologne and uh, they have to win their own match but Cologne I don't know uh, they uh, like what you call Schalke they beat Schalke and uh, yeah they managed to somehow half stay what you call they are currently in the uh, 16th position which is actually the relegation playoff position so that means they'll play uh, the third place team from the Bundesliga to uh, to decide who is going to stay and who is going to leave but uh, yeah Werder I don't know it has been disappointing all season I don't know uh, from the start itself I know they don't have huge financial backing, all those stuff and all, but still there are many other clubs in the league. You can look at the example of Union Berlin. They also don't have any financial backing. And what I can say from the start of the season, it's like a poor squad selection, everything that led to their downfall. I'm telling this is like a historic style. Mesut also used to play for this team. This play team used to play like 10 years back. They used to be in the top four. Both this team, Schalke, Werder Bremen and all in the top four and... It's it's really sad. Like after forty years, they finally got relegated. Yeah. Anything else you want to add on? Nah, I don't I watch all the games. I just watch the Bayern <laughs> or Dortmund or Leipzig games. That's all. But I have wanted. Yeah, to, I think I think. Yeah, you have to I talk about Leipzig. I think do the anyway. Bayern game. I missed it out. <laughs> yeah, the Bayern game. Yeah, please talk about it. No, no, you 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 tell us. <laughs> it's okay. I know that game was not of grave consequences and all. Uh, but no, no, yeah. uh, like Bayern are never a team to take it lightly. And they came out and they started battering them from the get-go. It, it, it didn't look like, you know, like a game that was sealed or where they was, should have taken it easily. Obviously, yeah, they were bidding farewell to yeah. club legends and their manager who's also a club legend. Now, <laughs> yeah. and like they wanted to give them off a good uh, send off, and it showed with the intensity they were playing with from the get go. God, it was like it was good to watch. Like, I don't usually say that, but it was very good to watch. And like, I watched the ceremony also afterwards where they were uh, Neuer let them let the people who were leaving lift the trophy up. So it was a good gesture, it was a good yeah. game to watch. And if you're not watching football, I think. At least now is a good time to start watching football because everything is getting more and more interesting because all teams are now getting more and more even. It's not like before that only like uh, Real Madrid were dominating everyone or Manchester United were dominating everyone. All teams across so many leagues are becoming more consistent. Even Bayern, last season, I would not have said that like this year they won't win the Champions League. I would have, with my eyes closed, I could have said that Bayern would have won the Champions League. But now, like as you can see, yeah. not only they crash out, but they're losing players and... It's like that is the most beautiful thing about like club football, association football, is how players move on, how these people try to make the best of what comes to them. And it was a beautiful gesture of them trying to do their best, even though they had everything to give a good farewell to everybody else. Yeah, Jitu. Yeah, so yeah, I think it was quite as a Bayern fan, it was an emotional game, I think. Many people were leaving, lots of familiar faces. Like, I grew up watching all these people and suddenly they're leaving, especially David Alaba. I think I started, when I started watching Bayern, I think he was like this player coming from academy, 16, 17 years old. And like, you've seen everything, him growing up, this entire phase of him growing up. And I don't know, I know it's like some Bayern fans are pissed off at him because he's going because he wants higher wages, stuff like that. And yeah. 
but still he is still far from our academy so it's quite emotional and uh, yeah <laughs> i don't know how i managed to hold back some tears after that game yeah we'll just move on i think i'm getting too much <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so no other game i think uh, rest we always yeah, have to talk yeah. about leipzig every time we talk about the bundesliga because they are a very interesting yeah. team like red bull in general is a very interesting company dominating formula 1 dominating wherever the smaller leagues that they play football in and leipzig is a very good story because they rose from like the lowest division and they made it up and they spend like they make interesting signings then they sell them off for a profit all of that but if you see the gulf in quality like they were playing pretty decent football throughout the season but towards the end no they had a slump like if i can compare them to anyone i think the most accurate comparison is again leicester city they had like an alarming slump in the last i don't know five six games till they might have lost like three times or something and like for a team that is try- technically supposed to be pushing the big team dot uh, bayern and like dortmund if dortmund eventually picks up they did not seem to be like that especially in the end of the season and it's not like they were in the what should i say a ucl final or something of like massive consequence other than maybe the pokal that they had to like like i don't know it it shows like a steep drop of maybe in their concentration maybe in their work ethic i don't know why i understand that yeah your manager is leaving again but i don't know if your manager is leaving you should try your best to give him a good farewell to try your best to win and all this does not i i don't know but yeah we should keep uh, looking at leipzig to see what they're doing but yeah dortmund no they played like dortmund of old and they finally managed to make it into the top 3 and uh, i think yeah. i can move on to the next yeah. league yeah so uh, what else seria uh, yeah seria yes seria so seria was another uh, league like sort of like the premier league yeah, we can like the there was intense fight going on for two champions league slots and it was i guess uh, what do you say most of us thought that juventus will crash out i think it was always because their result even if they win also it's not under their hand napoli had a genuinely easy opponent and the only chance we thought was maybe if atalanta beat uh, milan but uh, the turn of events is quite quite surprising so uh, moving on like uh, excluding like the usual games i think inter finished the season with style beating udinese 5-1 i think they have the highest point style of any club in all the uh, top 5 leagues they're only team to cross 90 points so good season to them brilliant season to them and yeah so we want the crucial game so atlanta v milan Bologna v Juventus and uh, Hellas Verona v um, what do you call uh, Napoli. Napoli. So those were the three games. I was watching these games side by side. I like switch one channel, uh, the next channel. It is <laughs> like you can't switch in between. So I was primarily watching the Milan game because I thought it was uh, it is going to be the decider one, and uh, the game was actually. Milan you look at the score line it's absolutely flattering because that's not what happened in the game Atalanta dominated everything every aspect of the game but they just couldn't get through Milan's defense and Milan's defense has been their best asset in uh, this year's uh, uh, Serie A and they showed them why yeah and they were like they just couldn't get through Atalanta tried 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 and uh, yeah but actually Milan I think <laughs> 
both their goals were penalties and uh, i think their counter attacking style worked sort of and uh, from kesi uh, people were scared like and the first penalty was given to him because he had missed his last penalty people were scared oh he might bottle it but he was cool uh, i think he, he scored like 43rd minute they scored the penalty and milan were i think holding on like it was intense until and, and like the second goal was scored 90 plus third i think obviously again frank kesi like it was very tension 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 i was watching because uh, yeah at one point it was like milan 1-0 lead uh, napoli were leading 1-0 in verona and uh, juventus uh, like juventus were obviously they were dominating 4-1 like uh, we'll come to that yeah and uh, we thought will milan bottle it will milan bottle it but they managed to held on and uh, last i think uh, injury time they got a penalty and they sealed it so much happened as they are returning back since 2014 that's a huge huge time since they played in the champions league yeah and napoli napoli is like the leicester city in uh, <laughs> it's even worse it's even worse i don't know how they managed to do it Did you have anything to add? Uh, no, like every league has this uh, team of bottlers. No, like I, I don't know like how they have these team drop-offs. Maybe towards the end of the season, they might exp- experience fatigue and all. But teams like Napoli, I which have so, so much to lose, should not be doing that. Because if they had won, Juve yeah. would be out of the CL. I'm not saying that I was waiting for that to happen or something. But it would have been very interesting to watch if big clubs like that didn't make it. it's like uh, arsenal not yeah. playing in europe it's like liverpool yeah. having to play europa i'm not saying i wanted liverpool to play in the europa but if that would have happened it's not like yeah uh, something bad happened or something they deserved it because they didn't play to their optimal level and napoli like yeah. the stakes were so high they should have been playing it was in better. their hands it was in their hands they just they just needed to win uh, like match whatever juventus was putting in and milan also had to do that milan did that napoli also just and they got the easiest of the opponent maybe uh, like okay oh, juventus got an easier opponent but they got an easier opponent than milan verona and they were leading they were leading uh, uh, think close to i think uh, 70 odd minutes i'm not sure so then they just had to defend but they didn't defend i don't know it's simple as that they didn't defend they got a goal in 60th minute they just needed to just hold on for 30 minutes defend properly this team is not going to be that lethal unless they but i don't know what happened then they just kept on trying 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 verona held on and yeah they're out i don't know i think uh, they'll be hugely disappointed and they should be hugely disappointed because it was then their hands I think you look a few years back Napoli had a chance of winning the title against Juventus. It was such a close race. I think Maurizio Sarri was their coach. It went to the last day and Napoli had to win a crucial game they lost. Like all these crucial moments decide whether you are a champion team or whether you are a mediocre team. I'm not saying Napoli is a mediocre team and all but yeah. They have to improve this and if you can only call yourself a top club if you're consistently qualifying for the champions league and juventus yeah what a big relief for them everywhere it was speculation same uh, like with uh, liverpool in the premier league will they miss out on uh, champions league will they miss out on champions league and here also last day and you look at their performance in the final day and you think yeah they do deserve because 
they did what they had to do in the final like they had to beat the team and they did it convincingly and they played without ronaldo they just played with the youngsters full surrounding kesa uh, what do you call then obviously morata kulusevski kesa and kulusevski were involved in every single goal even either in the build up play or the assist or the two passes or everything so it was a great game to watch actually and yeah so napoli uh, next time please don't do this yeah to sum up the league yeah, anything else you want to add yeah to sum up the league the top 4 going to the cl are inter milan ac milan atalanta yeah. juventus napoli and lazio go to the europa league and i don't know who goes to the champion <laughs> conference league but the teams that are dedicated are yeah. crotone bevento and yeah conference Parma. league is uh, roma yeah. roma roma <laughs> So yeah, Jose Mourinho is still going to play in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, Europe. Should we talk about La Liga It's next or should we talk about? It's actually going to be interesting. All these, uh, yeah, some they have a decent teams in the Conference League. Some decent teams have gone through. You see yeah. how it uh, goes Technically out. Technically speaking, season. Arsenal and Tottenham are not bad teams. They're good teams only. I'm not saying the teams that are going to Conference League are bad, but it should it should yeah. actually be like the teams that are going to the CL. uh like go there and then like europa league are people who are just unlucky and conference league are good teams who are even more unlucky but it's not like that it's like people who are yeah somehow fighting and making it to the cl and then people who are maybe marginally unlucky getting in or people who are like underperforming are going into the europa league and people who are hilariously underperforming are going into the conference league it's like that it's actually not <laughs> supposed to be like that but then yeah should we talk about the <laughs> uh liga or should we talk about la liga uh la liga yes okay yeah. la liga no this league no i don't understand what is the problem with all the teams in this like it's not like you don't have big players it's not like yeah. barcelona obviously you can understand some messed up board they had they made all kind of crappy decision they backfired <laughs> but the yeah. final day in this it was high stakes for two reasons one was to see who would yeah. go to europe in in the form of the europa league yeah. and who would yeah. take the title home oh my yeah. god such drama such drama <laughs> 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 the athletic game is going on here half of my screen half athletic game is going on half of my screen real madrid game is going on and i'm seeing oh athletic <laughs> oh they're going back oh they're going back they're trailing they're trailing then i'm seeing real madrid real madrid are also trailing i'm like what the hell trailing i know i am like okay they trailing then i am seeing for a little time atletico scored i am like wow atletico is drawn of real still trailing and then i am like after some time i am seeing sorry scored real still trailing i am like okay this is not what i expected <laughs> then real stepped it up to last 10 minutes last 5 minutes oh they scored like God, two yeah. goals i am like oh these guys want it come on come on you can push you can push you can push and then they, they won the game but then atletico thoroughly deserved to win the league this time completely because they defied all kinds yeah. of odds like i'm not saying no one expected them to win but they tweaked their team setup they changed their style of play a little they made use of the players they had obviously suarez playing for them made a huge uh yeah huge huge made the thing works like... this thing but I don't know what I was trying to say there, but I missed it completely. No, it's almost like he all the goals, each of the goals scored by Suarez won them the game. Yeah, all, all of them were of, high stakes. All of them were winning goals. Exactly, all of them were yeah. high stakes, and that is all why you need world-class strikers, which 
Barcelona obviously miss and this is poetic justice this is what happens if you do shameful things to people who are club legends for your own club and I don't think there's anything else to talk about the La Liga other yeah. than the Atletico Real Madrid game. I think he took a game. hit after also some people didn't have trust in me. Yeah, Suarez took a hit a little bit maybe at the previous management who had him out. Uh, and like, and deservedly so because me, I think. Uh, he doesn't deserve the disrespect with which he was pushed out. He was literally pushed out of the club and you could see what yeah. it meant to him. I was watching even after the game finished I'm like okay let's see what is happening. That guy just collapsed on the ground started crying like they won the CL or something. That is this one thing I wanted to talk yeah. about the Serie A. You and us I understand yes you made it into the CL. I know I'm going completely off topic. I think I should talk about it in the off script only. Yeah. Let's finish uh, La Liga yeah. only. So it was very interesting yeah. because Real Madrid came back with a bang but they just needed one. You could see Marcelo from the sidelines Ramos from the sidelines saying okay come on come on you need one more they scored they scored come on you have to score you have to score and they were trying they were trying their level best but unfortunately it was not Real's year to be and hopefully they'll do better next time because okay. I'm not saying it's my fav- favorite club but as one of our previous videos say I still think it's one of the greatest clubs of all time so yeah let's go over the table to summarize it. Uh, yeah. Atletico uh, finished first Real Madrid and, and Barcelona and uh, yeah Sevilla go to the CL Sociedad and Real Betis go to the Europa League yeah and yeah, yeah, in the conference league <laughs> Villarreal yeah, in the conference, conference league. league unless unless if, if I change tonight if, unless yeah unless if I change tonight yeah. <laughs> if the video comes out when you plan yes. to put it out only uh, and Huesca yeah. Valladolid and Ibar are getting relegated So Eibar Eibar is really good. Like, it's funny like uh, people think like people used to make jokes about Eibar and all like like the people the team that everybody smashes like have fun score goals and all but they have been there in La Liga for like some I think they've never been relegated if I'm not wrong since a long time and Yeah they have not been relegated in a long time finally getting relegated I'm pretty sure they would have been relegated yeah, at some point Yeah long long time like they've been there like somehow they survive somehow they survive relegation finish uh, like they're not a top team but they survive somewhere in mid, mid table and finally they bow out of the league yeah, yeah this has been the season of teams which have been there for a long yeah. time finally getting that <laughs> with Schalke going down yeah. Ibar going down so I think that wraps up our La Liga coverage and let's move on to the Liga Jitu are you Liga. taking it or should I take it uh, yeah take the match because I was watching this game also yeah, you can talk you can this talk. is by far the closest title race we'll ever see by far the closest because only one point separated the teams and it had to go to the last day and Uh, I don't know I was searching for the coverage of League One because it's hard to get the coverage here and I found the random channel some French channel which was available there and I started watching in French commentary so uh, both I think uh, one game I got a link and I was watching in my phone and one I was in TV the PSG game I was watching in the TV so I'm looking at I'm looking at the score like Lille uh, what is the score right now at first it was like uh, okay nil nil starting then uh, what do you call PSG started playing what PSG does they started uh, playing ruthlessly and uh, uh, even though they had to work a little I think Brest were defending quite uh, decently and finally they broke the deadlock I think own goal uh i think uh, uh, if i'm not wrong ankel di maria was taking a corner and uh, it went through like it deflected off uh, one of brest's uh, defenders and went in 
and PSG were leading. So and uh, yeah, towards the end of the game, Kylian Mbappe, I think towards the end of the game, uh, the score at Lille was two one. as uh, so, uh, so sorry two nil actually and uh, so psg like think they realized like it was i think beyond their reach i think they couldn't do anything because and yeah kylian mbappe uh, he scored as uh, i think 26th or 27th if i'm not sure uh, 40 goal plus season uh, him and haland yeah future talents <laughs> So yeah, and uh, he's been the best player this season. No offense to like Neymar was also good, but uh, Mbappe was their best player this season. And yeah, the big game, Lille, Lille uh, winning since uh, I think ten eleven years by twenty ten eleven. If I'm not correct me if I'm not if I'm wrong, sorry. Yeah, that's back then they used to had Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard was playing for Lille back then. That's when they last won it and. Good props to them, and uh, they just didn't f- uh, like like falling down. Like you should see this fighting spirit. Like they didn't want to fall down. They kept on fighting. Okay, obviously they had the draws, but they didn't lose. You can see twenty three or twenty two clean sheets they kept in the league. I think no other team in the top five leagues has that many clean sheets. That much uh, like commitment they had. They were highly organized and this young crop of talent. And many of them were like uh, people said they won't make it. You can say look at Renato Sanchez. What a great season he's having. Renato Sanchez. People thought like his time is done. Yeah, he was used to be a golden boy. He came out to be sort of a flop at Bayern, and people ruled him out. But he stepped up. He did well, and uh, his entire squad has been good. Uh, Burak Kilmans and uh, the guy I should talk about is uh, in their defense. Two people, Jose Fonte and uh, Botman. Like they were the anchors, and Jose Fonte, what a resurgence he's having! Like he started, he's sort of like a Jamie Vardy story. Started very late, and he came up to the top late, and what a season he had! And he has been their leader, motivating them throughout the game, and yeah. So I was praying this. Please don't bottle this. Please don't bottle this because Lille, uh, PSG look like they will win their game, and Lille just have to somehow. Even a draw won't help them. They need to win the game, and yeah, obviously, Angers were a team like languishing in the bottom, and uh, yeah, so hats off to Lille. Uh, they played a great game, and I wanted to see this team competing in the Champions League, but unfortunately, uh, half the players are leaving. Teams have already scouted. The coach has already left. The coach is going for Nice. I don't know for what. Jay Nice is finished ninth in the league and he's leaving. Uh, rumors are saying that uh, they are offering him a higher uh, pay cut or something like that. That's why he's leaving. The goalkeeper already AC Milan scouted. All these top players will end. It'll be very sad and to see them. I think lose all their major players and playing. It won't be as effective in the CL and. Yeah, it's it's kind of disappointing, but yeah, hats off to them and uh, all these young players. Uh, I hope to see him uh, improving themselves better. Yeah. Yes. Over to you, Lajay. Anything you want to add on? Yeah, uh, I genuinely wanted uh, Liel to win because it would have been like a beautiful story, beautiful thing that encapsulates football as a whole. Because that shows that like any team can win, not only people. Like people say that yeah, money is needed to win, and I accept it. Money is needed to win leagues. money is needed to play in the cl yeah. money is needed to buy good players pay for managers and teams and their infrastructure and all that stuff but liel defied all that i'm not saying that they were a broke team and all but 
they had considerably way less money than PSG. Almost every team on planet Earth has way less money yeah. than PSG anyway. So, and they still <laughs> managed to hold on to win. And I don't mean any disrespect to PSG. They have money. They have money. What are we going to say? So, it was a, a good game to watch. I only watched the PSG game. I didn't watch the legal game. I just watched the highlights because I wanted to see what PSG is doing. Yeah. And I should say PSG didn't seem particularly. What should I say? Clinical in their finishing. They could have. buried the game but either way no matter how many goals you know they had scored 50 goals they would have still lost so all props to lille yeah. for holding on to win and uh, let's round up the table lille and psg move on to the cl monaco i think plays for uh, the yeah actually monaco also monaco will be playing it's a, it's kind of, it's a different in the league on cl yeah, so uh, basically they have two then. direct slots for the cl and uh, like the third place team will play in the playoff stage like uh, the stage just before the group stage so monaco will be going into the playoffs and if at all they drop out uh, they will shift into the europa league groups uh, group stage and lyon and marseille uh, will qualify for the europa league uh, group stage and yeah it has been tight i think so at first it looked like a four team race and then lyon lille and psg went up and yeah it was still taking like monaco and lyon they either of them would have qualified like for the champions league playoff stage but uh, lyon losing to uh, nice i guess yeah 3-2 and uh, that ensured like even though monaco uh, were like drew drew their last game uh, it ensured that they are, will be playing in the champions league playoff yeah yeah and so lyon nantes yeah. and nimes who are getting Nantes plays the playoffs for staying in the this thing, but the last two teams are I don't yeah. know how to pronounce them. I just I hope I'm pronouncing them right. Nimes and Nantes. Nantes. Uh, they are moving down to the second division, and I think that rounds up all our leagues for today. But I have something yeah. very interesting for our off script. So Jitu, are you game for this? Sure. So I wanted to ask. Is Brendan Rodgers among the most underrated managers that we have? Um, because he's you can say he that. played in Scotland like, and he won with Celtic. He uh, played yeah. with Liverpool and almost won the Premier League. Then he played with Leicester. Yeah. I'm not saying, uh, and he's done well. I'm not saying that, and I don't say success obviously means winning, but. Le- yeah. In Leicester's case and other teams like that, it doesn't fully show the whole picture. So he has been like a good performer. He has made teams look better than they are. And to put that into perspective, people like Kante, uh, Walker, Drinkwater, all these guys come from Leicester, and they keep losing big players like this season after season. I think the only cons- constant player they've had from the title winning season, I think. Vardy and maybe a couple of others, and they keep so losing the players. Keeper, Kasper Schmeichel. <laughs> yeah, Kasper Schmeichel. Oh yeah, the eternal figure at goal. Yeah, I, I know the recruit. <laughs> the recruitment has been good and all that has been good, but we have to give credit to this manager because no matter what you take away from the team, he somehow finds a way to finish in the top six. I I know that I just criticize them for bottling it and all, but yeah, some teams are just yeah. like better in quality and like. If you have experience in your team, yes, you will be able to maintain the concentration levels. You'll not fatigue that easily. And the Leicester team, they generally get people from outside or they come from their youth 
or they scout younger players from Australia. So they don't have that much experience. So it's understandable that the concentration levels and all drop. But Brendan Rodgers has been such a good coach throughout the years. Like I was saying, Scotland he won, England when he joined with Liverpool he was almost winning and like things like that. And we don't usually give credit to people like that. So what do you th- say? Yeah, so he's definitely been up there. Like, if you look at the last 10 years, he's... I mean, English managers are uh, not that famous. I don't know why it is. So, there are two sides to it. Maybe the English managers' side say that... uh, They just, like, English managers are not just that attractive. Like, I think uh, some manager told, like, his name is some Robert Martin or something. So, he told, uh, if my name was Roberto Martinez or something, you would have seen a flurry of clubs coming to get me. So, it's like, uh, I think they lost, like, they're not that uh, beautiful or something like sort of. So, I that's why almost all these top sides always uh, choose uh, foreign managers and, yeah. And Brendan Georges was sort of a victim of that and... His work has been brilliant. I think uh, he's, uh, like, as you said, he almost guided uh, what you call Liverpool to the Premier League title. And, yeah, I think I don't need to explain further about I think most of you will know about it. So, and first time, I think Leicester's first ever FA Cup. And it's been great season. And I think he is up there as... Uh, one of the best uh, English managers in the last 10 decade. I'm telling English, not British managers. Please don't come into the comments and say Alex Ferguson dash dash. And Alex Ferguson is not a, an English manager. Please, he's, uh, he's, you can say British manager. I'm talking exclusively English managers and he's up there. And I don't think any English manager has won uh, a league title uh, in the last 10 years. And I don't think any FA Cup, I think it's a since long time since an English manager won the FA Cup. So that pretty much sums up how good this guy has been. And uh, what do you call, kudos to the club that gave him uh, the opportunity. Uh, and yeah, I think he's proving himself and I hope he can build up on this and win more titles. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, I was I was deviating in the La Liga if you remember Juventus after the yeah. game finished they were celebrating like they won the treble or some crap dude what the <laughs> hell for a team of such superstars you should not be celebrating crap like that if let's just assume uh, let's say Chelsea or Liverpool just because they made fourth they were celebrating like that. last year because I think Villa stayed up or not Villa, maybe Burnley or someone stayed up. They were celebrating and everyone was criticizing them. Juventus, they barely scraped in to make it to the UCL, uh, this thing, spots. I don't understand how that warrants. It's like, the, I think some of the players were also saying like, oh, you underestimated us, we did this, we did that. You just made it to the seals. not like you won it also. Like, what is this drama? Ooh, like? Yeah, I, it was just like, it was lucky, like, you, you could have gone out. They could have gone out. Uh, what if what if Napoli find a Lays last-minute winner and they'll be celebrating there? It would have been, like, the most disaster. I think just be fortunate like that is still in the Champions League. and We don't, don't share don't memes on our Instagram like, page. Otherwise, no, we, we would have trolled the hell out of Juventus that day. I'm not saying I hate Juventus, but that celebration, no. It was such a... 
I don't know. I can't call it a disgrace, and I'm not Gary Neville and all, but still, but it didn't do justice to the way they were celebrating. It's like they literally won the treble or something. They were shouting, they were taking off their clothes and dancing, they were cutting cakes and all. I'm like, okay, okay. It's not like they had a major yeah, injury crisis. It, also, they were just underperforming, and for an underperforming team uh, to celebrate it, like that. No, it reminds me of a certain PSG team that celebrated after winning the quarter final. I mean, you won by away goals, and they thought like they won the Champions League. And yeah, they celebrated over the next game. I think City brought them back to reality. And yeah, I think that pretty much sums up. So don't celebrate early. It's even if even if see if. you look at some top teams you see even if they make it unless and until if they are the first time okay you are a team that got promoted for the first time and you managed to stay just avoid relegation okay then you can be happy yeah because it's your first time and uh, you are financially much much weaker than many of the teams in the league and you stayed that's okay you can celebrate that if you are a team that had made to the ucl or ul for the first time or a first time in long time you can celebrate but if you are a team in which your minimum requirement is to qualify yourselves for champions league and you haven't achieved your goals and you're celebrating like this it doesn't make sense you first of all they, you qualified because you were lucky and i'm not saying they didn't play you were lucky because napoli could, that game could have gone anywhere it was still 1-1 till the last minute and you should be fortunate you should be thinking forward and move on not celebrating because next season is going to be even tougher because all these teams will become even more stronger and if you play like this you might not even finish in the top 4 so yeah that's it would it. have been okay if it was the fans who were celebrating yes fans obviously they will celebrate and all that but the players there are yeah. players who have done far 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 greater things than this there are people like ronaldo and all in the dressing room and i'm not saying ronaldo i'm not blaming ronaldo here or i'm not picking out a certain player but that whole group of players like i didn't warrant that and i don't think we should dwell on it any further and anyway this whole off script is going to be yeah. a separate episode in itself and i think we should talk about yeah the cl and the uel so since the uel final is today jitu your predictions please yeah yeah okay so Obviously, Manchester United are the favourites, and they are definitely the favourites. And seventy uh, percent of chance I give it to them to win. That is, if they don't get uh, VRL let into their heads. So what they did with Arsenal, they can do to any team. So VRL are a team that can slow down the game to an insane level. Like in, they can bring it to their own tempo. They so will United play like team that whatever game far. it is, it is La Liga. They will play like that. So they should be very careful. Yeah. they'll get into your heads that's what they do so they should not uh, let them do that like united are a team that uh, what do you call they play fast football like counter attacking fast paced football they have very good runners they run very fast and that's how they play and on the other hand we are have the complete opposite i mean they have they play sort of possession based but they slow the game down so if the game is slowed down it will be uh, getting into the heads of united players and uh, then they will have a chance and then slowly after if it's nil nil for a long time then the confidence will start to drop like they'll get frustration will come so they should not allow that to happen get their chances finish their chances off as fast get a lead early in the game if they manage to get a lead early in the game at least one goal in the first half i think united can finish off the game 
but if not then vrl is a dangerous team and they'll come back so my pick is united to win because the gap in quality of individual players is actually high but then you know vrl just played arsenal and came so anything is possible yeah, yeah i would completely agree with jitu on every single topic that he said but uh, they should be a little cautious about vrl because vrl are not that team that plays fast like he said as they don't play like very attractive football and all but they play very functional football and like he said it's mostly possession based so if united can get that early goal and then sit back and again try and finish off their whatever chances fall in their way then it should be a fairly easy game but if villarreal manage to keep the position with themselves they will somehow find a way and that is what should concern united other than that i think it's a pretty simple game for them I'm not saying Villarreal is a walkover team because I think, again, like uh, I said, one player is. I think United will miss Maguire if I'm not wrong as of now. Yeah, Maguire. Uh, so guys, since the start of the month, sometimes it, like if it's possible, our video will come tonight itself. Otherwise, the it might come tomorrow. So by then, the actual result might come. So don't mind us if it comes earlier. Then yeah, <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> Anything else you want to add? Yeah, I think that's about it. And. Uh, we should talk about the ucl final the impending ucl final do you want to do a separate episode about the ucl final only or we'll just talk about it now and finish it off yeah you can just talk it now itself i think and then go talk about the ucl final yes so yeah ucl final so on paper i'd say man city are the better team on paper and on recent form also i think they are the better team no offense nothing is there i think chelsea they have not been able to win i think last 3 uh, or 4 games they lost 2 3 games out of the last 4 games and that's not a good thing they're heading into the champions league final and big big games like obviously they won at leicester i think last week i think lost to aston villa and uh, i know chelsea fans are still find high finding hard tigers that uh, bale a tottenham player had to uh, help them out in winning so that's not a good thing then the I mean I'm not saying it's just luck I think you played your part but moving into a big game like this and playing like this uh, it's not enough especially since city they showed they're not backing down and they uh, are on a high right now and they are winning games consecutively in convincing way and yeah so they have to be careful and Timo Werner <laughs> If you want to step up, this is the game for you to step up. If you score, if you score in this game, people will forget what you did. But if you miss in this game, that will be a bad, uh, what you call, rubber stamp in your. Uh, it will be immortalized for the rest of for his the rest career. Of your career. And for the rest of yeah. football's existence, I guess. Yeah. So I completely yeah, so agree with Jitto. I think this is finally Man City's year. Finally, Pep's year to finish a, another treble. So and they look to. They seem to be in good form. Most of their players, if not all of their players, are in top condition. They are beating other teams pretty convincingly. But then again, Chelsea are never a side that should be taken lightly. No matter who their manager is, no matter yeah. what players they have, and especially with the coach like Tuchel and people like Pulisic and uh, Havertz and Mount and. They can. They, they definitely have the quality. I mean, James. Like you see, can start naming players and just keep going team. on. Yeah, for the first Champions League, they won. Like nobody expected them to win. Yeah, they was playing Bayern. Bayern were the favorites. Bayern just 
they beat real madrid real madrid at, during the 2011-12 season they were the favorites because that's that uh, jose mourinho team I, i think that scored 100 points in the la liga brutal teams lot of attacking like the front three was lethal you had di maria ronaldo in front and yeah so bayern beat them and made it to the final so but chelsea were having a bad season Uh, comparatively they were not in anywhere near the top four and uh, this was the best chance of qualifying to the next year's champions league but they somehow went through uh, they reached the final and bayern were the favorites but and rest is history you know all know what happened uh, didier drogba and the penalty shootout schweinsteiger missing ian robin missing and yeah they did it so that might also i'm not saying that might ha- uh, happen but there's a chance maybe but still you have to have the heart that team had the heart i think they were uh, not in the best of their forms but they still showed their heart their intent to win and this team has to show that something which they have not been showing in the last few games yeah yeah so everything that jitu said so what are your players to watch out for anything in the cl final or the uel final in the cl final yeah, yeah cl final i think you should be keeping your eye on people like de bruyne mount havertz and i think the the key difference will be not only with the people who are creating the chances but the people who are finishing because on both sides aguero is now only like fit and he's not played for most of the season and their backup is uh, gabriel yeah. jesus so not i'm not saying that yeah. jesus is a bad player <laughs> but he's definitely not like the best in the world and all not like, especially in yeah. uh, matches that require such great concentration and such great skill so and on the yeah. other hand you have timo werner over there so <laughs> i don't know it's going to rest on timo werner and whoever is starting for uh, uh, city uh, which i most likely think will be aguero yeah. because that's going to be like his final game for the club ever so yeah. I yeah. think the players to be watch out for will obviously be Mason Mount, Havertz, De Bruyne if Aguero plays Aguero. Um and who else? Yeah, Timo Werner obviously and I think no, the defense that Chelsea has is a bit shaky. I'm not saying that they have been bad in, especially in, in the last few games they have been pretty solid. Last few games yeah. But I still think compared to the Man City side they're a bit more shaky and Man City attack relentless. Nothing to take away from City, uh, from Chelsea also because they also play very high intensity attacking football. But I still think City have an edge going in. Just that Pep should not overthink it. That's all. If he manages yeah. to keep his mind stable and executes his plan perfectly, and his players follow his plan to the dot, I'm pretty sure Man City will end up on the winning side. But then again, uh, Chelsea have the mad genius as I call him, two kill, and then. <laughs> yeah you never know what Tuchel can do yeah, he's a yeah. german genius so yeah this is uh, pep's i think best and maybe his i don't know i'm not saying his last chance but his best chance with city to win it and it'll be a moment of history if city win it they'll winning three trophies they're winning sort of a treble even though it's not fa cup is not the league cup but it is a treble so that's a big big achievement and no club has done that in since 1999 and they'll be just the second english cup to do that so big big thing and uh, they have to remain focused and for me the clear battle i think will be will be in the midfield i'm not telling all these everyone will be influence including the goalkeeper and i think kepa is starting for uh, chelsea uh, mendy is injured yeah so 
<laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so uh, i'll see the battle will be between a sort of uh, engolo kante and phil foden so that will be an interesting thing to watch uh, phil foden will be in the attacking mid position if he's starting and kante will be in defensing so they will be playing against each other they will be and foden i think has admitted that kante is one of the most difficult opponents he's ever faced because he'll be like I I don't know I saw this video like he's they're taking an interview and he's just told like he'll be just sticking on to you he's everywhere you look one side will be there this side will be there will be just sticking on to you so that would be interesting so amazing you will see him everywhere on the field running 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 defending 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 he'll try to create chances yeah. he'll clear the ball he'll tackle you he'll dribble past you everything other than goalkeeping he'll do on the field literally everything <laughs> so it's invaluable to have a player like that but Yeah, Kante is going to be very important, but Phil Foden, no, the thing is, it's a yeah. high-pressure game. I'm not saying that he's going to bottle it up in a high-pressure game, yeah. but this is like yeah. the highest of the high. This is almost, I'm not comparing it to a World Cup final, but it's almost as big as that because City this don't is, get is, such a good chance. This comes second to a World Cup final. <laughs> yeah, City won't get such a good chance again. And on the flip side, Chelsea won't get such a good chance again because in the beginning of the season... nobody thought they'll make it to the cl final and then tukel came in and the fortune turned yes, around definitely. and definitely made that push and they're now in the final so this will be a good way to silence every single critic they have they'll be like shut up we won the title so there'll be like a <laughs> statement that they'll be wishing that they can make so both of them will be going all out but i still think it's city Yeah so I hope we get an entertaining UCL final we haven't got that yeah, in the last definitely as long as it's not like the second leg between PSG and City I'm okay with anything that was a horrible <laughs> game to watch over <laughs> anything else yeah, to last two finals it was like it was not entertaining like uh, you look last game I think there were no goals like you need goals sort of something some action drama I think and before that also I think Tottenham didn't play the level they played against in the semi final when they played liverpool in the final and liverpool beat them convincingly so i think it was i think yeah let's hope of something more of fiery end to end stuff lot of drama yeah and that's what makes the champions league special yeah okay i think that brings anything an else i think that we have planned do you have anything to say no i think that's all i think so uh Yeah, I think I, we'll be discussing the Euros and Copa Americas in the coming weeks. Yeah, yeah, we'll also be covering any transfers that go ahead in a separate episode. We are going to call what transfer talk or something. We'll come up with a name for that. So that will be exclusively for talking yeah. about transfers and how they might affect the market and the team. So that's a different thing, and we're yeah. still working on that scripted episodes thing that we're talking about the competition. So stay tuned. More content yeah. coming your way. We're trying to make Instagram more. What should I say? engaging for everyone so please try to follow us there and like our posts or whatever and if there's anything else that we should cover yeah. on please leave a comment here or messages or comment on instagram whatever just make sure that you tell us what you want so that we can cover it thank you yeah bye bye guys yeah.